Want to bet? You can do it. Sports Interaction. It's Canada's Sportsbook. Football continues. World Series right around the corner. And of course, we've, we've been talking about it and we will continue talking about it. Hockey season has started. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of the many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, easy to play, and easy to cash out. High five. High five. Woo! Yeah. High five with the prop on the on the table. Join now <laughs> to see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Ontario only. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. High five. She scores! Take a moment to look up at the ceiling. You're about to bust through it. SDPN and PWHPA present Hockey Like you've never heard it before The Noxie and Cax Show With Liz Knox and Carol Emard <laughs> Let's get it, go Oh baby, welcome back to the Noxie and Cax Show On SDPN Cax, it's been too long Although it also feels like it was just yesterday <laughs> How are you? I'm- I've missed you. I am great. Um, I've been excited knowing that we were recording today. Um, and uh, people were asking about us this weekend. So I'm pumped. Aww. Pumped we're here. They missed us. I know. It's been a long time coming, like I said. I'm very excited to be back. So stoked to be uh, able to share with our listeners what a crazy summer it's been. I'm sure for everybody. But with the PWHPA, everything from new sponsors, video games, roster change-ups, and so much more. So this is going to be a great season. And uh, I guess we should just dive right into it. So I wanted to start off first by actually congratulating our United States para ice hockey women's team for their gold medal. They beat Canada 5-1 in the final back in August in Green Bay at the Women's World Challenge. Challenge. And this is yeah. a pretty cool event because this is like the first of its kind, a Women's World Championship for para ice hockey and uh, I, I know one of the players on Canada, Claire Buchanan, and she was kind of explained to me that this is something that they fund completely on their own. So we have a long way to go in hockey to be, you know, truly inclusive. It is. It is also mind blowing to learn uh, from like different athletes and, and what they need to do in order to actually get to these tournaments. And I, I I'm like always sometimes I feel like hockey is not supported as much as it, sh- as it should, but it's so well supported compared to other areas. And, and I'm actually curious. I'd love to have uh, maybe her on the show at some point, Noxie. Maybe that's something we should do, but um, I, I, love I don't that. know. Right. I, I think it idea. would be, I think it'd be interesting to also educate uh, our listeners on, on the various or different scenarios that, women's sports have to go through in order to just be funded nicely and be able to compete technically that's all they wanted to do is play some games and on the at the highest probably championship level or tournament they could access or have access to and i just uh, yeah i we need the support we need the sponsors at in all angles and if we can help them with that i'd love to to do this for her too Absolutely. Know. And and yeah, like you say, I mean, it's uh, we know the story all too well, you know, kind of growing up playing women's hockey, kind of fighting for your ice every time. So I agree with you. I think it'd be great to have Claire or anybody on. So reach out if you're on one of those teams or any any team. And again, congratulations to not only Canada, U.S., but all those who participated. Uh, super excited to see where um, or how they push the sport forward. So pump for them. In other news, uh, our good friend, Sarah, Sarah Nurse, of course, <laughs> making history once more, 
named the athlete to the cover of EA Sports NHL 23, or as the kids call it, Chell. Cax, <laughs> are, you, are, are you a video gamer? Like, are you a gamer? I am. Uh, I, I think I tried to be a gamer during COVID and uh, I'm not that great at it. I had fun. <laughs> I had fun playing against uh, Jesse Eldridge once or twice, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer. No, I did call it shell for a bit, but then, yeah, I I I was impressed watching actually Nursey playing uh, on TV the other day or like whatever show it was on. I was like, she didn't even know she was the one shooting the pucks at times. So. <laughs> yeah, Nursey also doesn't strike me as uh, you know a gamer, but uh, yeah, super stoked for her. Um, tons of female players featured in that game. Absolutely. I think the first time ever, which is like, it's so exciting. A little bit, a little part of me is like a little sad that it took us to 2022 to get there. But you know what? Uh, you know, we keep pushing the sport forward, leaning on people like Sarah Nurse, uh, to, to lead the way. So congratulations to her. And, you know, if we can get our game, our hands on that game, maybe we can have a challenge of who's the worst gamer because I haven't played since like NHL or like, like N64. So it would have been like NHL 2000. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask and the, the remote controls are so complex now. So, I mean, too many buttons is the, but actually we can change the mode. So maybe we, we could take advantage of that and then yeah, it'd be better. Put it in simple mode. Yeah, 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 for sure. But no, it's, uh, I think it's amazing and it's like, uh, it's, it's some added visibility for our game too. Yeah. It's, you know, young, uh, well, the gamers of this world and then the teenagers and the kids that are playing Chell, um, will maybe come across Mary Philippoulin and try to know who she is and vice versa. So yeah, it took a while. Uh, I think we did, like, they did it the right way in a sense. And, and, uh, I'm so proud and happy for Sarah Nurse to be on the, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like you're on the cover of NHL twenty twenty three. I don't know. It's like I hope we see more of it. And then you know, in the commercial, we saw that uh, she could rollerblade a little bit, like uh, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. That, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that promo just had me in like my like you know nineties eh? nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> like because I I love the Mighty Ducks. I could probably recite all three movies. So that uh, that little nod was really really cool. Doesn't and, surprise uh, me. Speaking of other players featured in the game, um, you know, the legend herself, Marie-Philippe Poulain, who we saw this weekend, we're going to talk about that later, was recently named to the class of 22 Boston University Hall of Fame. So I yeah. want to give a big shout out to her. Obviously, well-deserved. I'm pretty sure this is probably, I don't know how it works at BU at Laurier. It was like, you get five years after you graduate and then you're eligible. So I'm sure this is like the split second she was eligible. They're like, <laughs> put that girl in the Hall of Fame. As they should, right? I mean, she she brought a lot to the program too, and she's always talking about BU and her experience there. So um, I don't know if she's gonna ever talk about it, but we're all so proud of her. And and um, you know, I think that uh, Boston, you know, we're probably some of her greatest years too in terms of college career and hockey and friends and everything. So um, yeah, it's fun and it's a nice little recognition for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they should bring She'll it be up. memorialized forever. <laughs> Sorry, Rupert also wanted to chime in on that one. <laughs> and last up on our current events before we dive into the Montreal recap. Um, I think it, it, this is women's hockey. That You know, we're a PWHPA show or podcast. Um, but it would be 
silly of us not to talk about current events in women's hockey. Um, so I wanted to ask you your feelings, your reactions to the PHF joining a team in Montreal. Now they have yeah. two teams in Canada, La Force. Uh, what was your reaction? You know, we see a lot of our friends on that roster. You know, how have the conversations been? Where are you at? Yeah. Um, well, when it happened, there's rumors, right? Like uh, of it since I believe last year or something that a team was going to come to Montreal and, and how it was going to be done. We didn't know who was going to be part of it or who's going to be in charge. And and uh, when it got announced and I found out that Kevin Rafael was going to be uh, the president, I was like, Oh, like this is this is gonna be a, a you know a good opportunity. This is gonna be how am I feeling about this? This is a guy like I I love all of this. I love what he preached, and he wants to help women's hockey in general and everything. And and uh, I was just sitting here, and I'm like, you know what? This is gonna be a good opportunity for um, anyone that thinks and and that believes that this scenario of playing in the league currently right now uh, is the best scenarios they can they can have for themselves or they they should be getting into so um i sat we we talked about it there's a lot of uh my friends that switched over a lot of uh, my teammates from last year actually uh, that joined la force and and honestly i i couldn't be more like happy for them um i think that they did the research that they needed to be doing uh they analyzed probably all angles they could and and they decided to make a a decision that that better fit their kind of like scenarios and and profile and situation they were in i apologize i have uh two dogs that are growling too here so <laughs> you might right. hear we're having we're having a battle of the the dogs going back and forth through the mics it's yeah. been like you know a few months so they're not used to us uh being no, on, exactly on what is it uh, yeah, they're I mean, you and they want to growl but like you say, I mean, I, I am happy for these players. Uh, we had a few girls out of Toronto, uh, you know, take contracts um, in Toronto and in Boston. And like you say, like, I'm happy for these players. They're making some money, um, you know, continue to play hockey after college. And that's, I think, the goal for everybody. I think I have different political views than than that league, uh, you know, sometimes uh, portrays or, or believes in or stands by. But that's much too serious a conversation for me to have on the Noxie and Cac show. But like you say, we're happy for them that, you know, they found a home to play. And um, at yeah, the end of the day, we want, we want women's hockey to continue. For sure. And like, is it like, is it something we strongly believe in or whatnot? We're not in this league and we chose it for our own reasons and values. And I think that at the end of the day, if we can vehicle the right message in terms of like, um, Opportunities should be there for everyone. Uh, you graduate. There should be a, a league that's created that will, you know, have the best of the best players in there. There should be a development league. We've talked about this many times, you and I, in the past and organically, like this year and the future years up to come or that are coming. We'll see it. We'll see it even more. And, and I think that, uh, what I want to happen is that, you know, we've been saying it, but both leagues should be existing and the support should be there for both leagues as well, too. And people shouldn't yeah. leave one or the other once like things happen or, or are being created officially. You know what? We do need a development league and we do need a professional league, whichever it is. We have our own opinion on it and however that works, but we need to do it and work at some point together into growing that game truthfully where it needs to yeah, be, there's, right? There's just so much talent um, post-college and, and yeah. we're not even seeing, you know, 50% of it, I would I would wager, um, that actually stays on the ice and continues to play. So yeah. um, having more than one league is is the best. That's the best of both worlds. Uh, 
for development and for for playing amongst the the best players in the world. So, speaking of that, we just came off our Montreal showcase, our first showcase of the season uh, at the center. Twenty one oh two out in Montreal. And this year's like it's really funny because um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode too, but the the teams are no longer made by regions. So to give a quick summary, yeah. players train in their region with the players that are there, and then when we travel to showcases, they go to the same roster that, you know, we've kind of drafted these four teams, but the players on their team are not all from the region that they train in. So you're basically in training hubs. You travel to the showcase, all the teams go, and then you build your chemistry with the best players in the world, which is so cool because this weekend we saw great line combinations, players that like, when when Niter walked past me in the hallway and she was wearing a Sonnet jersey, I was like, it just <laughs> it felt a little weird. I'm not going to lie, but it was awesome. Um, so you see players kind of like shifting gears a little bit and and trying to find chemistry, you know, with players that they're used to grinding in the corners with and taking penalties against and, uh, you know, yeah, having a little I, bit of that fun on ice rivalry. Yeah, we were talking about this before, um, like with random people and trying to explain like how the teams were made and stuff. And these are like actual lines or duo or pairs or even power play units that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Like other than like if a league is being created and like we're going somewhere like these are like players that hate playing each other when they play each other in rivalry series or like have played each other in college or anything right so like this weekend you said it like we saw you know the Kendall Coyne Sonia and Nurse as a line I'm sorry but that's pretty freaking fast and I was playing as a D and I faced that thing that line more and more <laughs> than one shift you know and and um, you, you just look at the teams like Scotiabank had like I, I just kept looking and I'm like oh my god they, they have this person and they have that player holy this one is there too oh my god mellow like it was just fun to to see every single team having like just a bunch of olympians a bunch of pro players all together and like the the lines were made it wasn't just olympians playing with olympians it was a good matchup and and every team we're able to beat every kind of team like i i didn't play one team like yeah we're playing them in true or whatever but um you know you i i guess i lost in one in shootout i will assume that as a team arby's um but <laughs> but it was like just very competitive and super fun actually and- Like, it it does speak to, I think, the level of hockey IQ and the level of skill that these players have to make that top 100 that were selected for the PWHPA because, yeah, like, it it may take them a shift or two. Like, you know, like, like anybody, you're building chemistry, but I found, you know, on Saturday to see the first two matchups, like, it was like two or three shifts where it was like, you could see players kind of waiting to see what the pace was going to be like feel it out a little bit and then it was like one like you know kind of late bump after the whistle along the boards and it was just like that switch came back on and yeah um like i was gonna say it, it speaks to the the hockey iq and the talent of these players to just be able to jump into these showcases now later on in the season we have it planned so that they can have more pregame skates and you know kind of work on the systems because talent wise i mean these are top of their class but 
It is good to practice your systems here and there. <laughs> I mean, I would say like 90 to 95% of our players can look at a whiteboard and understand it. But, you know, there's some hands-on learners. So I, I think it'll benefit them, you know, later on in the season to be practicing their systems together. For sure. And you just get more used to each other and then can, you know, prep a little bit better for games or, or opponents you're about to play. But we'll get to know each other uh, in terms of like as teammates and in terms of like hey what to expect from another another team too right is it is it more of a speedy team is it more i don't know i just you said it like it took a little while but i feel like everyone was kind of like nervous excited too like it was a a good vibe on saturday like people were just super pumped to be there and then you know try to get this on the ice as, as you know in front of the fans and like giving you know, the best product they could give. And you don't, you also like, I came from like the previous season, right? When we had no Olympians to like then having all the national players there too. So you don't know what to expect or how, what the level will be like and, you know, the pace of it, like you said. So um, I'm looking forward for the next few showcases actually. And then it'll just get better and better as the year goes on too. It's, it's yeah, really fun. I think that, so coming off the weekend, um, Sonnet ended up in first place right now with two games played, one win, and one overtime loss. So they get three points for the win and one point for going into overtime. So they're <laughs> at four points right now. This is like kind of a new system for us. Um, yeah. It's three points for a win, two points for an OT win, one point for an OT loss, a.k.a. you got out of extra time. Yeah. <laughs> and zero is yeah you you stunk <laughs> take the l so sonnet finished the weekend with four points scotia bank with three so they had a, a win and a loss adidas with a win and a loss also at three and then team harvey's my girl cax here <laughs> tough tough weekend you started out with a loss and then you got the shootout win so yeah. two points but everyone came off the weekend with a win Despite what the points say, everyone, each team had a win. So exactly. it was a really exciting, exciting couple of games to watch. And of course, um, your game on Sunday, I couldn't have asked for a better kind of end to the weekend because <laughs> the games were back and forth. There was offense at both ends. Great goaltending, like the goaltending here. And we're going to talk about players a little bit later. Browning, in the episode, but the like, goaltending is like, it, I'm blown away. I, I, these young players that come out, And I can only imagine what it would be like to basically be facing like a North American all-star team. You just came out of college. I don't <laughs> care who you are. Nobody is ready for that. Yeah, it's it was impressive. And like, honestly, like the I'm sorry about that. It was super impressive. And um, even like specifically the game on Sunday, like I didn't know who Browning was. Uh, I knew she went to Cornell, never played or played her last year once or twice. Like I just didn't like grasp who she was, what she was. And, and this is my mistake, but like we're always talking about the other goalies, right? And then the, you know, the Nick and the, the Campbell and the Mashmeyer and like us, everyone, Debian, like, but she played so well on Sunday and I mean we did hit a few crossbars I will say so you guys hit like that. six crossbars okay <laughs> you did hit a few crossbars but you know what if you can't be she was there you, you got to be lucky sometimes like luck yeah. helps and I actually got to meet Lindsay Browning who we're talking about here from Cornell yeah, sorry I met her at the at the hotel on Saturday 
just like a really sweet kid. Like mm-hmm. I, I can say that because I'm old, but a really, really sweet kid. And I said, oh, you know, like, where'd you go to school? Same thing. I mean, it's hard to keep track of all the players coming out of college, especially with the COVID year. So I just, I was making small talk. Oh yeah. You know, like, where'd you go to school? Oh, Cornell. I was like, oh, cool. You know, what'd you study? Oh, biomechanical engineering. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, what do you do now? Oh, I do cancer research at Harvard. Yeah. That's the I have second a most competitive with a friend. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I sometimes talk about hockey. That's that's pretty cool, right? No, it's but so honestly, impressive, she, though. Like she was, yeah, she's impressive. She's super humble, and I was so happy to see her have a great debut because, yeah, like I said, I mean, to come into that situation, you're. I mean, I would be starstruck. I'm sure she was a little bit. Well, I uh, yeah, I would assume and. Like even the 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 rookies, like I don't even know if I should call them rookies or whatever. But the first year in our in our sense, like everyone was like super ready though. Like I I know we're gonna talk about other players and everything, but like I, I think some of our first year had like really good performances too over the weekend. Like no one was like out of place out of like uh should we have this player no everyone the top 100 that was selected and and maybe we can jump on that too after uh noxie if you want to touch on that but i i was like i was just happy it was good pace it was fun it was crisp it was like for first weekend like you said it like no one wasn't like taking it for granted or no one was like half ready you know what i mean like yeah. it was like i was back to like college like seriousness like we're i'm playing clarkson basically like it was and, like yeah well and back. honestly like that is that was a conscious you know effort mm-hmm. of the pwhpa this summer and we are going to talk a little bit about what the summer looked like for the board and for the players yeah. but you know a lot of the feedback you know just to just to go back a little bit we are a players association every yeah. year every day we take feedback from the players what do you need right so and the last season big takeaway was like the girls wanted to be on the ice more they wanted to have off ice um programs provided to them for strength conditioning um you know they wanted to have that level of compete back in the game and i think that not that it was lacking in previous years but when we started this tour we didn't really know how this was all going to pan out. And and I think that we're more aware of our identity now as a players association where we're, we're more willing to hold ourselves accountable. And that was kind of, I think the big message of the summer was, you know, let's get the things in place so that these girls can take to the ice and put on a show. And and like you said, they did, they showed up ready. Um, The hundred players just to touch quickly, because, you know, we're, we're talking about it. There was a selection process. So there was about 150 players that registered for the PWHPA this year. And, uh, you know, any, any player that showed interest, you know, there was a list of criteria that you had to have played, you know, college hockey somewhere. And um, obviously pro experience somewhere would be, would be beneficial. And then if you'd played in the PA before uh, different variables like that. And so basically a selection committee of, voices outside the PA were put together who understand the college game, understand the pro game, understand the national teams. And they basically ranked the players um, Mm -hmm. based on, you know, their experience of watching these players play. So the top 80 were identified. And then the last 20 spots were based on the physical tryouts that uh, non-national team players attended while the two national teams were at their training camp back in august mm-hmm. the timing of everything was like really tight obviously ideally we would have liked to have done it sooner but 
there was so much happening with the world championship um, for our national team players. And, you know, I think, like you said, uh, it was a very difficult decision and it was yeah. very difficult for, you know, the players that didn't make it. But, um, you know, the top hundred players that we have here represent, you know, the best, the best uh, PA members that, that signed up and it's, it's exciting hockey and people who are committed to, bettering themselves and, and committed to our mission, right? Committed to this idea that we're going to leave the game better than we found it and keep building with our um, with our investor group, with the team that we've built around us. So it's fun. Yeah. It's, ex- it's been exciting. It's it's like the, the whole process, like, I mean, like you said, we've listened to the, the feedback, the players and everything, and then we got to, to this level. And then, and then it became clear too, like in previous years, like it was – um, you know, with the Montreal team, Montreal hub, like Toronto hub. And I just want to touch on that because like, technically, um, within the hundred players or even the 150 or however it is, like it, certain areas had an advantage just by being a metropolitan like city mm-hmm. and like having the resources there and, and having there. So Montreal had a good pool of players, you know, like Toronto, same thing, Calgary here and there. So this year with like the, the whole concept, even listening from the feedback was more so like on hey like we understand like we're from certain areas but we're sometimes games like we can make them probably a bit better or give an advantage to not an advantage an advantage but a fair um uh, tryout to a player that maybe is from a region that has a lot of players but could be playing anywhere else so how can we make it as like you know fair as possible so that these 100 players can can play on the four teams and and go and compete against each other right so it it made very little sense to have let's say 30 players in Montreal and and you know only picking 20 of them because right. of where they were from. So there, those were contexts into or like concepts that we, we <laughs> talked over and over and over and over again. And this is where the, we call it the PLL style of like Mitch or mix matching everyone kind of like from all regions and, and creating these teams. And that's why we have now the four teams that will stick together for the entire season, but that are not from the same areas. And exactly. we are considering these athletes being you know pro level enough to do everything they possibly can to train uh, to be ready for these events and then they can show up and and provide the best product on the ice when it comes to showing you know what we can do in front of our fans and stuff so it's exciting because again i get to play with players that i never played before um i play with rich you know yeah. i would have never played because if it wasn't for um, like mixing and matching those those players as well too so it's fun for the players and i think it's a super cool uh idea for the fans as well too I and think like you said the pll model so that's the uh professional lacrosse league so this was a model that we adopted from them kind of initially that we were going to do these tours but now even more so where a lot of their athletes, uh, you know, work full-time jobs. Like they yeah. are teachers or they work in corporate or whatever it may be. And they train on their own. And then for their games, they travel, they play for their, you know, the team that they represent and then they go back home. So there is a, a sense of accountability. This is, you know, unique to us this year, but not a unique concept and something mm-hmm. that's, um, they've been doing to try to get the game to, to more eyes, um, and it's worked for them. So speaking of that, I guess we should kind of talk about 
what happened this whole summer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I feel like the last time we had a pod, it was like right at the cusp of us signing this letter of intent with yeah. this. It's it, it, it's so exciting, and yet <laughs> we can only say so much. So. The PWHBA has signed a letter of intent exclusively with an investor group. This happened back in the spring. Um, you know, all the players are together physically signing. Anybody that physically wasn't there was able to yeah. send in a virtual signing that basically said, you know, we're going to give this investor group the time to look over what we've built, um, you know, the, the model that we've designed. Um, of course, with our our team of people, this is... Although we are a players association, we have a, an incredible team behind us in Deloitte. Um, we've got law teams that support us north and south of the border to make sure that we are doing this, uh, you know, properly protected. Um, so, you know, we basically have signed this letter of exclusivity to have this investor group look over our proposal, all our ideas. And, um, you know, we're super excited because... I feel like that is like just a huge step in the vision that we created, you know, four seasons ago now. I can't, I can't believe it's been four years. I feel like COVID is like a little bit of a time warp, like kind of yeah. like <clears throat> fast forwarded a couple of years in there, but it's a super exciting time in the PA. It, it is, um, it, it's so hard because the, like, we want to give more detail. We want to like jump into like more and more and what does the, it means and where we're going and everything. And, and we will at some point, Noxie, but it is an exciting time. It is something that we are looking forward to, you know, talk even more and give more details and stuff and who was behind it and who has helped us, um, you know, take us to where we're at now and what we'll be able to, provide to the players this year even you know and and yeah. in the future so um yeah just yeah bear with us is, stay is, tuned uh, <laughs> i feel bear like with us as per usual what yeah, we say as you always know? Um, you know it, it, it is funny though because first for somebody like me who came from the cwhl i mean the most frustrating thing as a player <laughs> in that league was not knowing yeah now there's certain things that players you know can't be privy to or aren't privy to and i can accept that but not knowing you know the basic financial structure of our league as yeah. somebody who is the product in a league it, that w it was a super frustrating thing it was why i joined the cwhl players association because i got tired of asking questions to nobody right so <laughs> this is exciting for us because although we are you know so pumped and 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 really you know optimistic about what the future holds for the PWHPA. We've also worked so freaking hard to get to this point and we want it done right. Seriously. So we appreciate everyone's support. We appreciate your patience. Um, it's going to be a great year. And speaking of that, our team <laughs> that we built out, not only behind us, but now we've got a bunch of new sponsorships that have come on board. I want to start off with CCM. Tell yeah. me about your gear. Tell me about your experience with CCM so far. Listen, nothing wrong with Bauer at all. I've always been a Bauer person and everything, but I will say that um, everything that CCM has done so far, and I'm here in Montreal and the sales rep here is amazing, Sean, and they have come up and kind of like stepped up the game for equipment on the women's side, to be completely honest. And being on the board and, and seeing what they were trying to like push for and everything. And, and it was a battle. Let's like, let's be honest. Like 
counter offers from both sides and everything. And CCM came on top for the players. And for the first time, we're having finally skates, if I can say this. Skates, finally, you know, and and it is. I'm I'm being totally honest. Like this is something that we used to pay for, and we used to to have to like get someone to help us out or get a cost or something. Anyways, it's now part of the deal. Um, you know, they're obviously everything that's showing from helmets to pants. So if I have to say something, it was very easy to use it. It was all pro level equipment. It's like easy to get used to everything in practice and stuff. And then, you know, on, on top of it, this is the first time that our goalies are getting also some, some love. So Noxie, they're getting me, so much love. Me, <laughs> I can't Are wait. you sad you're retired, I guess? I'm or so should sad. we expect some kind of comeback? But yeah, I actually, I actually asked Chelsea, like, you know, because the, on the occasional time, I, I, I go out with the Toronto girls. I'm insured. Don't worry. I filled oh. out my OWHA insurance. I go with the Toronto girls and I pretend that I'm still, uh, you know, a pro athlete. You and are. so I was like, well, like, if I'm there anyways, I may as well get the free gear. No, like, <laughs> no, I I'm so stoked. You got to try. Girls got to try, yeah. right? Yeah, but, that's uh, true. I did. I saw Browning's uh, markup sheet that of the pads she's getting i yeah. cannot say anything but they are so dope you like, guys I, have such a thing for like designs of your pads and your helmets it's oh yeah it gets me it gets me going <laughs> <laughs> i love it but you're getting like they're getting legit like so for everyone that's listening obviously pads and blockers everything but they get to design it too with mask. the colors of their their team and masks as well yep. too so sticks also i got a shout out as well too we did we did shout out Bauer. I got my Bauer sticks back here from Jen Lacasse. She's always good for it. Every year she hands me a couple sticks so I can get through my beer league hockey. So I wanted to thank her again because she's just uh, people support. And this started back in the CW days when she was like, oh, poor Noxie. She's broken. She has a broken stick. And she gave me one of hers. And now that's cute. Look at that. It's, it's tradition it's carries thing. on. But I do want to say before we go, like props to CCM. I want to thank Bauer for being there since the beginning as well, too. It just became this year was like the best thing we could possibly get for our players. And we needed to upgrade and, and step up ourselves, too, and, and kind of like think a little bit outside of maybe what we've been used to as well, too. Yep. So, yeah, and, if that's, and you that's know what? just I think constructive. What CCM is doing is going to elevate everything because... Yeah. I've had the same experience, you know, the couple times I've been out in Toronto, our sales rep is there, Tim. He comes once a week, checks in with all the girls. Do you like your stick? Do you like your skates? Can I customize anything for you? What don't you like about this? They're not only trying to make sure that our players are comfortable, but they're trying to make sure that their products are comfortable for female athletes. Yeah. And the amount of care that they put in is just like... They're just... They're moving the bar. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Love Bauer. I know that they are... You know, this is this is sports. This is business. It's competition. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what they come out with next. We love CCM. We appreciate you guys so much. Did you receive yet your Gatorade package? I sure did. I don't have the full package, but I'm in love with this water bottle right now. I don't right? know if you tried it. Haven't this tried it yet. I just genius. saw mine today. Okay, I loved it. And the amount of like things that I was pulling out of this. Like backpack was genius. So Gatorade, new sponsors as well too, right? And Gatorade has stepped up big this year in supporting women's sports. 
more than yeah. ever. And I'm so happy that they join us and that they, you know, chime along with every, every single other sponsors that we have. But yeah, like, Gatorade, like electrolytes too that I receive and everything. I'm just excited for all of it. Yeah. I'm pumped. It, it like feels like a plug, but honestly, like these are the things that make <laughs> us so happy is like we got a pack, like I got a package of Gatorades because I'm part of the PA, but little do they know that that is going to like save my ass one day when I'm super hungover. <laughs> so like not the advertising they wanted i'm sure but no honestly like this this is it though this is pro hockey like we appreciate mm-hmm. the the products um we appreciate the work they're doing there's some really cool stuff that Gatorade did here in Toronto that i don't think i'm allowed to say so don't i'm say just going to leave it at that but yeah. you will see content on it soon speaking of content this weekend i got to hang out with Natalie Alport who is a former professional snowboarder crossfitter she does a ton of work for mental health. She creates a whole bunch of social content. And she, funny enough, actually reached out and was like, hey, man, I've come to the PA event in Montreal. Like, do you want me to capture any content? And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. You can do that way better than me. So uh, I wanted to shout her out. She, I saw on her TikTok, she posted, and I knew that she was kind of like asking athletes, like, oh, what's your favorite workout? You know, she and she told me in the hallway, like, I really want to meet Hillary Knight because she loves the assault bike, which is completely like sociopathic. Nobody likes the assault bike, yeah. mm-hmm. but she does. And so Nat asked Hill, what was your favorite assault bike workout? Hill explained it to her. 20. And then you got to check out. Yes, you got to check out Nat's TikTok. <laughs> I think I retweeted it on Twitter also, but... This is just such a cool crossover of sports because, you know, it's something that we really miss as athletes. We grew up playing college hockey. You know, you go to the the women's lacrosse game, you go to men's soccer, you go to men's hockey, you go to football, you go to, you go to all these sports, you have this little community Mm -hmm. of athletes. And then after college, like it's, you just get hockey, you just get female hockey players, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love you guys. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It is like, I was going to say, it is so true. And it's like, you don't have this campus feel of where you can just walk to a field and then catch a game of something or, you know, it's not like, I mean, to be completely honest, I could have maybe seen like uh, CrossFit competition here in Montreal because of menu and yes. a couple of things like that. But like, I don't even know if we went to soccer. We went to a soccer game last year. First time ever since COVID too and everything. But I absolutely love when athletes support athletes. And the yeah. fact that she came and I reached out to the PA and, and, you know, did that for us and everything. Like, I think it's amazing. And at the end of the day, she could have just showed up and watched the games and no, she wanted to help out and, you know, do something more and yeah. maybe even use her platform to, to promote our game too, which is awesome as well too. So her reach is different. Everyone's reaches are different. So I, yeah. I, yeah, the visibility right there was like, awesome and the assault bite is a is a, a thing that menu absolutely loves and i got i got around it after four years of working out with emmanuel blaine and le vestiaire and now if you want a trick ever noxie okay 10 calories okay 10 calories is actually like about like 28 to 29 pushes so if you count your in my head i'm counting oh my, my pushes in my arm <laughs> With the one arm, and it gets me through the calories because I know it's about like three more pushes in my head and whatnot. But you're still dying, but you're mentally 
focusing on something different and you can actually get it done. I will so, try that. I do find calories, like, just try to count how many pushes it takes you with the one arm. What if I have little T-Rex arms? Is that going to change? It could change, but I'm not that <laughs> tall or anything. I think we have an advantage being like shorter and stackier. compact. <laughs> yeah. And then the long arms and tall. Um, yeah. People out there. So I will say, I think, um, yeah, maybe they have a bigger push. I don't know. We'll have Speaking to say. of compact, we were saying this in our, in our pre-show, but like Team Harvey's is like extremely tall. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know how I made that roster. If the criteria was to be above 5'9 or 10 or even, I don't even know, but I have Lee Steckline on my, my team. I've known Lee for a bit and love the girl and everything. I love her on my team. I hated yeah. playing <laughs> or, or, you know, can seeing her playing against Canada and, and cheering it. You always think that you pass the girl or that she, you got her and then she just turned and has She's the like longest stretch reach Armstrong ever. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's not the only one, right? We got Claire de George is really tall. We got like Richard is tall, Shaver, Sophie. Like I, I was sitting there, even Raj is tall. Like, uh, I'm trying to go around the locker room right now. Uh, <laughs> Even our goalies, Anna's not short. Like, I mean, yeah, it just, I felt like I was amongst the, yeah, m mini hockey players. You know, yeah. it's, uh, the there's a few size. of us though. The fun size, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it that way. Yeah. And I, I guess we should units. talk about the players, you know, at some point. I'm just kind of like looking through what else we had down here. Oh, obviously 10 NHL partners this year. Now, this Not isn't going to be a tease by any means, but like Arizona, Philadelphia, Calgary, Pittsburgh, Chicago, St. Louis, New York, Toronto, Ottawa, Washington. And, um, you know, More to front come, half of the tour seems to be pretty Canada heavy. Back half, maybe we'll end up in the States. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it will um, be warmer where we go. I don't know. I sure hope so. I mean, I'll need a tan by January. So, um, <laughs> but we, we love our NHL partners and, you know, the support of the NHLPA as well. So want to, want to shout them out. Um, you know, like you said before, right, this is athletes supporting athletes. I think that's the, that's the takeaway that we have here. So let's look at the rosters. Okay. Yeah. Now I have them. They're kind of like small for some reason on my screen, but I picked out a few. So okay. we'll go as they appear here. So I want to start with Team Ideas. Um, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Uh, there was Coin, Nurse, and Saulnier on a line this this weekend. Okay, that's one line. But then you also have Jocelyn, Barack, and Fast on the and Dunn. And like, name them. I'm sorry, but that's a team that's like, that can generate offense from everywhere. And, you know, Mickelson's on that team too. I, I just, it just felt like every shift, you're like, oh, maybe I'll have a break, you know? Nope. <laughs> there is no <laughs> and break. And it's good. This is, this is what I'm saying about like how good the games are going to be this year. There's no break. There's yeah. no, not that we had breaks before. That's like a poor way for me to describe the, <laughs> the scenario and how the games were and everything. But I'm just saying like, it is quality there's just hockey this, and it's fun. Yeah. There's a certain amount of firepower, like first line to fourth line. Like you, you oh. you're right. Like you're, I don't think it's offensive to say like, there's no line that's on the ice that you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I can, you know, skate this puck end to end. Like, no, everyone's dialed in. And Adidas has kind of a unique situation on the back end. Aaron Frankel, Shea Tiley, um, Scobie, and then who's their third goal? Oh, Maddie Rooney. 
so they've got four goalies, but my understanding is that um, I think it's Tylee and Scobie might be uh, kind of like juggling some other things in their life. So they kind of like are splitting like a part-time role. So I think the intention is if we can get them in a showcase and, and the timing works out that they'll be there. Um, they're obviously training on their own, uh, getting their own ice time. Um, but I think, I think that's the explanation for the four goalies. That was, that was what I heard over the weekend. Now don't quote me. This is not like, <laughs> this is not research news no, I think or anything. You're right. That, yeah. That was just my, right. that, that's kind of what I grasped. Um, obviously, uh, Aaron Frankel, you know, a big, big name coming out of NCAA heard over the weekend, you know, some people were like, Oh, you know, maybe she was hyped up too much. I don't buy it. I think, like I said earlier, to come into a weekend like that against the star power that she saw, I have no doubt in my mind uh, the kid's going to make a name for herself. So I, I'm oh, really yeah. excited to see her get back back between the pipes. And it's a, it's a different play in game when you straight out of college to this level. And people sometimes don't think about it too much, but I do think there's a year and a gap year type of thing to adjust. Genuinely... I think genuinely, even like when I was that age, you think that you are at your best when you've just finished college, but you're not like, it's, it's really hard to describe, but you're, you're just not like you're only 22. I mean, I think scientifically I could probably say this (laughs) having done zero research, but scientifically, like we're hitting our stride around 25 on average female athletes. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm going to find something that supports that. <laughs> it does. I think you. I think it's there. And yeah, I. You know, we're even talking about like, uh, like you get out of college, you're in the best shape where you think you are, but then you can get into an even better shape and more balance and everything too. Um, yes, college years are fun as well too. The balance Remember. piece is is a big one. Okay, exactly. so moving on, Team Harvey's. We were just talking about you guys. Excuse me. <laughs> quite the tall roster so I, I was drinking my muscle milk before this and like you know the protein's getting the best of me here yeah team yeah is good though uh as well too like we we we're fourth right now yes i get it uh but we do have like a really good mix of players again too and then you know from the d to forwards everyone's it it was fun to be on that team as well too and i'm sure everyone else will do it and say the same thing um but yeah it's you know anyone playing with poo is going to look really good too but i i you know we saw jesse eldridge and um and Clarkey, Emily Clark playing with this. That's a great line too. And we're, we yeah. might see different lineup or however that works, but our, everyone from that line on and then from Lee's, you know, D partners, uh, Savannah Harmon, I was playing with her. Thank God for her. Um, <laughs> on D and then Raj and, and Richards as well too. Like everyone was doing what they needed to be doing and, and performing to its best. So, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know what really, you saw, but <laughs> really fun lineup to watch. Obviously, I was happy to see you and Rich play together. I hey, felt a lot safer no for both of you. Yeah, no penalty. Isn't that funny how that happens? You guys play on the same team, and all of a sudden, both but stay we the got box. we got after what one person we said, "Hey, get away from the goalie!" At some point, um, and both of us had the same reaction on the bench and told her to come down. <laughs> I was like, you guys are like this Bash Brothers now. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we said her name earlier, but Claire DeGeorge uh, potting a couple in the second game, which is, you love to see for 
um, you know, a, a so-called rookie coming yeah. into the PWHPA. Moving on to Scotiabank, uh, Megan Keller opened the scoring of the Secret Dream Gap Tour uh, of our fourth season. Obviously, an incredible defenseman, plays on the U.S. national team. Awesome girl, too. Like, great attitude. You know, love to see her around the rink, always smiling. Um, So, again, defense, like, no shortage of defense here. Uh, You know, Gosling, Laquette, uh, Keller, yeah, it, it, it's Shelton, like name Shelton. them, like it just it just keeps on going and then forward wise, like you got the Carpenter, the Panic, the Daoud, like it's so many. I love it. Like it's it Bach. It's is O'Neill in this one or Sana is O'Neill? Yeah, I just like I feel like the the depth of all the teams are like really like really really strong and and again. It's hard to play against any D that I just, I, I love it. I can't say enough of it. It's just, you see great breakouts. You see like, uh, offense, like everyone, like Keller joins in the play and sure enough, like it's, uh, yes, it was a shot from the point when she scored, but we're going to see that. We're going to see a lot of D scoring as well, too. I think. And Um, you mentioned her name, Alex Carpenter, um, faced her shot a couple times now. Would rather let a goal in. She has probably the hardest shot I've ever faced. Like <laughs> the the skill off this girl, I can't imagine why they would ever leave her off a world championship team or a four nations team or any U.S. national team. Sorry, I'm getting my yeah. digs at, at you know USA Hockey, but like Carpenter is hands down one of the most talented players I've ever seen on the ice. So excited to see Very what she smart. does with some new new chemistry around her as well. And then last but certainly not least, Sonnet. Um, my big one here is goaltending. Obviously, Erica Howe is, you know, a fan favorite of mine. Lindsay yeah. Browning, who I've spent the whole episode talking about. And then Nicole Hensley, who has solidified herself as, you know, a starting goalie at the U.S. national team. So three goaltenders that can all win you a game and three incredible people, which yeah. in the position of goaltending is like really a funny dynamic. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to always have you know, for the most part, anyways, goalie partners that I got along with, we support, you push each other. I think that trio is, uh, is something to be very afraid of, uh, the back end of Sonnet there. So what did you see up front? Oh, what, what, what is happening? Why are you laughing? (laughs) No, the dogs got, (laughs) the dogs got pulled out and then anyways, but yes, I saw the exact same. Um, we didn't actually talk about goaltenders for any other teams, but like across the board, I think we have you. Sorry, you talk about at Adidas, and then I have like Debian, Lacasse, and um, oh God, it's a French name too. Why can I think of Boissonneau? Oh, Boissonneau. Boissonneau, yeah, on my team, and then Mashmeyer and um, Macla, uh, Mac- Campbell, yeah, and Campbell on the Sonnet team. Like, I mean, we're facing goalies that yeah, they're not fun to face. Let's be honest with you, as a forward, and it's challenging, and then. Sonnet, just to wrap it up here, like we were talking about rookies this weekend, and I said everyone showed up and everyone was there and ready. Vasco got her first goal, right? Coming straight out of Mercier's, and she's been on the national team uh, program for a bit and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's those kind of players that are the ones that do the right things, like works hard, gets the effort, and does, like, is in the right spot at the right time and was playing with, I believe, night one game and then maybe a, a different line mates on the, on the second game. But she was a girl getting the pox and then actually getting it to the net and got two great opportunities and put it in. And, you know, she... 
I don't know how it feels, but you get into the locker room and you play with players that maybe you never faced or you faced at Worlds but never really met. You know, like there's a little bit of a, a moment of like, okay, I'm her line mate now. I got to step up. And that's how, you know, it was for maybe, maybe a few more players this, this, uh, this weekend. And, you know, you, you get the Knight and a Brandt that were playing on the Sunnet team. And then, you know, a few more Bunts was on that team as well, too. And, and yeah, Rebecca Leslie, I believe, and a bunch of, it's just so fun to watch these like duo or like, trio or lines like getting kind of like this chemistry going and um feeling like okay yeah you know what roles are these big players usually in and sometimes they you know are put into a different scenario where they need to carry the puck a bit more or where they need to not just be a shooter they got to go get that puck and stuff like that so um it, it was it was fun to see it was like also good to play against them and, and you know we got our our win or whatever but still like um it, it was it was very fair games uh mm-hmm. all weekend long again and, and that's no like separation what we're striving for players. right yeah. we're, we're striving for that parody across the board and i know i i heard on uh on my instagram or my facebook a couple of uh our, our friends in montreal a couple of the fans were you know, a little distraught to see um, some staple names from Montreal going to other teams, but this is all part of the process in professionalizing yeah. hockey. And we really wanted to make this season kind of, you know, mirror, emulate what you might see in a potential pro league where, yeah. um, you know, players aren't restricted by their geography and um, you're seeing line combinations and player combinations that we've never seen before. That's, that's, you know, a, a recipe for success in our minds. So, like we said, it's going to be an exciting season. Um, oh, yeah. For all of our tour dates wait. and tickets, you can <laughs> catch them on pwhpa.com. Um, really, really exciting announcement. Cax, you want to tell us about CBC Sports? We have set up all our games will be streamed globally on cbcsports.ca so this is huge this is just like not like last year we were kind of like oh is it going to be streamed is it it going to be broadcast no cbcsports.ca you get all our games um and then you know I don't know. You can rewatch him probably on that gem app as well too. And uh, get access to, to our games too via our, I believe our YouTube page if we still have it, but this is awesome. And thank you to CBC for doing that. And yeah, stepping we're up super again. stoked, super stoked to get it out to you guys. Um, no matter where you're listening in from, we want to thank you again for joining us on the Noxie and Cack show. This is season two episode one you know we're a little rusty but we got through it and also wanted to drop our next two tour stops which we'll be you know promoting week after week but first up Truro, nova scotia the girls are pumped to go back to nova scotia they had a fantastic time last year i'm excited i'll be there i'll be doing some <laughs> color commentary on the game so you'll hear this voice again november 4th and 6th uh it's in like two weeks that's yeah like, this season has started Get ready. We're back to back now. And then um, our second tour already, or stop, I guess, in the tour, our third, will be in Pittsburgh, uh, November 26th and 27th. Uh, there should be a clinic on the 25th. So uh, stay tuned on, on everything. But um, I won't be in Tro, but I'll be in Pittsburgh, hopefully. Um, and uh, it's going to be amazing, guys. It's it's. Uh, I'm actually sad I'm missing the lobster, to be completely honest. And you know what? hopefully, maybe if you're nice to me, I'll bring you some home cax i'd love that that'd be 
fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From the Knox and Cax Show, I'm Liz Knox. This is Carell Mart. We want to thank you guys again, and we're so excited for season two. Tune in next week. Ciao. Thank you, everyone. Bye. The Noxie and Cax Show on SDPN, produced in partnership with the PWHPA. Follow Noxie and Cax on Twitter at 27Noxie and at CareLMR. The views expressed are those of the individuals and are not necessarily those of the PWHPA. Check out sdpn.ca for more Noxie and Cax and the rest of the SDPN crew. Three stars!